So today I just want to share with you very briefly uh, a little message entitled, Where is your fruit? Where is your fruit? And I want to read 2 Peter chapter 1, and I'm going to read from verse number 9 and uh, verse number 789. If you don't mind, we can stand and read this verse together. 2 Peter chapter 1, and uh, we're going to read together. Verse 7, it says, And to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, charity. Are you with me? In verse 8, let's all read together. Ready, go. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 9. But he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off and hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Heavenly Father, help us to have fruit. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. And everyone shouted, Amen. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Where is your fruit? I didn't say, where is your house? I didn't say, where is your car? Where is your BMW? I didn't say, where is your Mercedes Benz? I didn't say, where do you live? I said, where is your fruit? Where is your fruit as an individual, as a Christian, as a born-again Christian? Hallelujah. Now, where I come from, having a child is a big deal. Everybody wants to have a baby. And in fact, if you don't have a child by a certain age, uh, and, and it looks like no one is going to marry you, your father may even call you and say, listen, go and find some handsome young man somewhere and get pregnant. At least you have a child. Wow. I'm sure it happens here as well. And, um, and so you have many children without fathers, real fathers. So you find uh, the, the greatest uh, fact that attests to this reality is are the big gynecological hospitals and blocks that we have all over the world. You know, these are departments that are dedicated to helping people have children. Women would like to do almost anything to have a baby. You know, I, I, I saw a documentary once where a snake was being inserted into a woman. It was called, the documentary was called Shocking Africa, a BBC documentary. And uh, this lady had gone to a fetish priest and the snake was being inserted into her, you know, to help her to have a child. I couldn't believe it, but it was happening. And I really was touched and I, I, I realized that this woman must really, 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 really want a child. I mean, we all see us. If I, if I see a snake here, I just, everybody will run away. You know, even people at the back will run out of the door. You know, and this lady was having a snake being put into her. So you realize that people really want to have children. You know, and, um, but the Bible says that if these things be in you, you will, they make you that ye shall neither be barren 
nor unfruitful in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. You see, when you come to know Jesus, you are supposed to be fruitful in the knowledge of Jesus. You're not just supposed to sit there and say, bless me, pastor. Here I am, Lord. Bless me. We've become a bless me church. We've become a church of what can I get? What, what's the Lord going to do for me today? What's the, Lord, touch me one more time. Lord, here I am. I present myself, Lord. Bless me, Lord. But instead of coming to church Sunday after Sunday, asking what was the Lord going to do for me today, it's time for us, for us to ask what can I do for the Lord today? Lift your hand and shout, yes, Lord. Amen. It's time for us to start asking, what can I do for Jesus after all he has done for me? What else should he do for us? What else should he do? What else should he say? He's saved us. He's blessed us. He's healed us. He's blessed us financially. And we want more blessing. It's time for us to start asking in West Angeles Cathedral, what can I do? What must I do? What can I say? What can I do? What can I contribute to make the work of God go on. Jesus came up to the fig tree and there was no fruit on the fig tree and he cursed it. Listen, let's be careful. When we are supposed to bear fruit and we don't bear fruit, let's be careful that a curse will not be spoken unto us. Instead of being so concerned about having natural children, we must be concerned about having spiritual children. That's the bigger case. That's the big problem. When God wants us to bear fruit spiritually, He says, if these things are in you, you will neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. There are many of us here, we came to know Jesus. And we've, we've been in the Lord for years. And what have we done? What do we do? All we can say is that I belong to this church. I come to church every Sunday or once a month or once every two months. And we don't even pay our tithes. Oh, everybody pays his tithes here. We don't even pay our tithes. We don't even, we don't even do the things that a normal Christian should do. And we come to church every time. Lord, bless me. What are the jokes in the sermon today? Lord, I, I want to hear some nice stories today. And we just come. You know, pastors have to find jokes. You know, pastors have joke books to come and read out a joke every Sunday. Mercy. Shout mercy, Lord. So... We must break the curse of barrenness. That's the first thing. The, the next thing is, you know, we must bear fruit. Where is your fruit? Because your fruit will tell us whether you are real. Yeah. Whether you're real. Oh, there are lots of people who are not real Christians. Why, why do you think that verse is in the Bible? Two shall be in the field. One will be taken. One will be left. Five virgins were taken in Five were left behind. I think the rapture, when Jesus comes, it will be interesting if we are in, in a service. Because the crowd will just thin out. You know? But it's not like everybody will leave. Bible said two were at the field. One was taken, one was left behind. Bible said ten virgins. They were all virgins. They all went to the same program. They all had oil. They were all going together. They were all ready at a point 
But when the trumpet came, five were taken, five were left. That is a prophecy. Half were taken, half were left. There are a whole lot of people who are not really, you see, they are not really ready. And you see, the thing you, you see is that there is something about us that is hidden. It's like some people have extra oil and some don't. So the differences are hidden. But outwardly, we all look the same. We're all wearing clothes. We're all going to the same wedding. There are 10 of us. You know, we are all there. But there are differences. So don't be deceived by the large crowd. In the day that Jesus comes, you, you may be surprised even to find some pastors left behind. Shout mercy, Lord. Because not everybody who stands behind the sacred desk is even born again. And so when you bear fruit it really tells us jesus said you shall know them by their fruits that's how we know you that's how we even know whether you are real i remember one time i was in the hospital um and i was in the gyne department you know obg what, is that what you call it obgyn now gyne we call it gyne gynecological department and then a young lady came in she was 20 years old many many years ago and um, when my prof my professor saw the the girls he said, oh that's an interesting case we were medical students then he said oh that's an interesting case you clock her examine her and uh, we'll talk about it so her problem was that she 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 hadn't had a period before you know a monthly period she hadn't had that before she was 20 years old she was worried so but the, the professor knew her knew the case and so after we went through everything and so on we presented it to him uh, then we found out that this girl was not a woman and she was a man mercy when I say mercy say mercy Lord <laughs> you see she had a disease called testicular feminization syndrome and she was actually a man and she had testes you know what testes are balls you, you know what they are right <laughs> she had she had them in in her abdomen she had them inside but the hormones that came out were turned into female hormones so she looked like a woman outside but actually her genotype was that she was a man xy and she would look outwardly like a woman she didn't have a womb she didn't have so many things you see so there are people they look like women but they are men mercy and, and uh, <laughs> mercy lord and there are people who look like christians but they are not christians at all i said they are not believers at all they look like it they, 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 say, they know how to shout hallelujah and glory and all that, but they are not believers. And the Bible says, you shall know them by their fruits. And when we see you bringing people to Jesus, when we see you leading people to the Lord, when we see you bearing fruit, going out on missions, you know, you can't do that if you are acting. I say you can't do that if you are acting. You can only do that if you are real. Because you are, you, you are going further now. And so, ladies and gentlemen, it's very important that we bear fruit. That's why I ask you, where is your fruit? Ask your neighbor, where is your fruit? Amen. Now, 
the next reason why we must bear fruit is because you know we must have we must accomplish the purpose for which we were brought into this world now why are you here why am I here you know why am I here why are you still here after you are saved I remember one time I was in London I took a taxi a black cab and as I was going the driver was a white man I asked him sir do you believe in Jesus he says certainly not <laughs> you know you have to go to Europe to hear some of these things um, certainly not I said do you believe in God no why should I believe in something like that then he asked me do you believe in God I said yes I do I said why do you believe in that I, said, I believe in Jesus I believe in God I believe in heaven and he laughed and he said you know if heaven is what you say it is I mean no debts no problems and why don't you just kill yourself and go there right now <laughs> mercy Lord <laughs> you know he asked me why don't you kill yourself and go there right now <laughs> and I began to think about the question I said that's a very good question <laughs> You know, then luckily we got to where we were going, so I had to get out. I said, listen, I'll answer your question later, another time. <laughs> but you know, as I thought about this question, I realized that the answer is in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10. And I want you to turn in your Bibles, please, if you don't mind. If you're a Christian, you bought your Bible. Find out if your neighbor is a Christian. See, that's a sign of Christianity. Bring your Bible to church. All right. Verse 10, it says... For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. We were created for certain good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. And no matter who you are, when you become a Christian, you know, after you are saved, the reason why you don't have to die immediately and go out of this world and go to heaven immediately is because there are some good works that you must do. I said there are some good works that you must do before you go out of this world. And so we must find those good works. And every Christian, I'm talking about every believer. I'm, you see, I'm talking about barrenness. I'm talking about your barrenness. I'm not talking about the church. I'm talking about you as an individual. You must bear fruit. You must do the work of the Lord. You know, when I got saved, I was so glad that I was saved. And I wanted to work for the Lord. And so, ladies and gentlemen, there are things that only you in Los Angeles can do. I can never do those things. There are things I'm the only one who can do them in Ghana. I live in Ghana. I've lived there for most of my life. I'm the one who can do those things. I can't depend on any white man or any American or any European to come and do those things for me. I have to do those good works. And God is expecting me to do those good works. And it's only you who God has raised up here today that can do the things he has called you to do. And you must do the good works while you have the time. Hallelujah. Listen to me. 
there is a time within which you can do the works of God. A time will come when you can't do. Jesus said, the time, the night cometh. The night cometh. When no one can work. The night cometh. Listen, the old age is coming. The day you die is coming. The day you'll be too sick to go anywhere is coming. The day when it will be over is coming. The night cometh when no one can work. The time will come when this church cannot do what it can do today. I tell you, there's a season within which you have to do your work. Many people think we have forever and ever. You know, there are people who could give so much more to the gospel. And they just sit there and give peanuts. And, and they think, you know, oh, we, there's, there's always time. There's not always time. There's a time you can do what God has for you to do. There's a time you can give. A time will come you won't have the money you have today. A time will come you won't have the resources you have today. A time will come you won't have the opportunity. You, you won't have your bishop to stand here and ask you to support and ask you to give. A time will come his voice will be quiet. His voice will be silent. He will speak no more. And you would have lost the chance to help him and to strengthen his hand and to do what God, help him to do what God has called him to do. At time, I always tell my people, you will not always see me standing here taking offerings, encouraging you to give. At time, the Bible said, the night cometh when no one can work. At time will come, no matter who you are, no matter how much money you have, you won't be able even to give and to do what God has called you to do. And so God is calling us to rise and to do what he's called us to do within the time. You don't have forever. And one day my, my, my son was playing on his PlayStation. And I came up to him and he said I should, I should play with him. So I tried and whatever. And then my, my, my guy, my guy in the thing, he was killed. You get it? You understand what I'm talking about? So when he was killed, I said, oh, I got up. I said, oh, the game is over. No, then he said, oh, no, I have five more lives. <laughs> he said I have five more lives I said five more lives I said, yeah I have five more lives this thing can die five times and come back from the dead five times on the playstation but not in real life real life you have one life lift your hand say one life one life one life one life one chance one life one chance you don't have five lives you don't have ten lives you don't have nine lives you're not a cat you're a human being I thank God I started serving him as a young man. You look, watch my face, you realize I'm quite a young person. Somebody asked how old I am, I'm just 63. No, I'm joking, anyway. So, but I started serving God when I was young. But when I was 16 years old, I was preaching. I was doing the work. I've been preaching in school, preaching everywhere. All through university, all through whilst I was a medical student. I started the church and pastoring whilst I was a medical student. And I'm still pastoring that church. And I've been preaching. Because you see, I have a time. Now if I had decided now that I was now going to get involved and do what I was called to do, you'd never see what we are seeing today. Now, you, you see, there is, there is just a time. One time Jesus was asked to go to the feast in John chapter 7. He said, my time has not yet come, but your time it's always, oh, you have my time, we have your time, and then we have the time. <laughs> my time is different, my watch is different from your time, and it's different from the time. When Princess Diana was having dinner on Saturday evening, 
uh, in France some years ago. She didn't know that her funeral was next Saturday. It was, it was just next Saturday. She, she, didn't know that in, it, she didn't know that next week, a week today, she would be the subject of the largest funeral ever in the whole world. She just had a few more days to her funeral. It, no man knows his time. And God said, God will not tell you because if he tells you, you'll be too nervous. I mean, if God told you you were dying on Tuesday, you wouldn't be happy today. I mean, you, you wouldn't be happy. You just, oh, it's Sunday, it's Monday, tomorrow, and I'm dying on Tuesday. Lord, help me. You wouldn't even be able to eat. <laughs> so God doesn't bother to tell you when you are going to go. He just says in Amos 4 to prepare to meet your God. Prepare. God is calling us to stand up and be counted and bear fruit and do what we have to do in our time. Because the time is coming when no one can work, no one can give, no one can do any of the things that God has called you to do amen another important reason why we must bear fruit is because of what is said in verse 10 or verse 9 it says if you do these things it shows that you are not short you can see you are not blind and you cannot see afar off ladies and gentlemen and it says that and you have forgotten many of us have forgotten where we came from Many of us have forgotten how we got saved. How did you come to be here? How did I come to be here? When I look at my family, I'm an odd person in my family. How did I get here? How did I find God? You know, I used to go to church every Sunday, but I didn't know Jesus. That's why I want to have a church which always gives people an opportunity to be saved. Because I realize you can be in a church... And you'll not be saved. <laughs> I was in a church. My father sent me to church. But there was no Christ in the church. The school I went to was a church school. But I didn't know Jesus. In fact, one day I went to my priest and I said, Sir, how can I go to heaven? And he told me, pray our father once and hail Mary three times. And you'll go to heaven. Mercy. And I remember one day I was drowning. I was swimming in the ocean. And a wave came and carried me away. And I began to pray. And I said, Lord, our Father, I have to say, our Father once and hail Mary three times. And I'm going to go to heaven. And I started to pray. And I, somehow I was saved. You know, I always remember I would have gone to hell. That's why I want to have a church. And I believe that the principal duty of a church is to preach the gospel it's, it's not to it's not to it's not to give things to people that is part of the work that is part of what jesus said we should do he said i was sick you didn't mind me i was in prison you didn't come i was hungry you didn't come yeah i was naked you didn't do anything that is something but the thing that will save our souls you see bible said what shall it profit a man what will it benefit the people we bless if we give them everything and we don't give them Christ 
We give them food, we give them medicine, we give them drugs, but we don't give them Jesus. It's happened to me. And that's why I believe in preaching, teaching. And that, you see, most of us have forgotten how we came here. That's why. And we are selfish. We are so selfish. We are so short-sighted. We can't see. Thank God for your bishop. You know, why should he go out of here and go come to a place like Ghana or Nigeria or Kenya? You know, that's why I said that those of you who lack these things are blind and cannot see afar off. May God open your eyes to see further than your own little Beverly Hills and your own little community over here with all your blessings. May God open your eyes so that you will not, you will not be short-sighted and see that there is more to this world than America. There is more to this world than the little the few things that we have here. And God is calling us to go further. I thank God I came from a good family. In fact, I came from a wealthy family. I had all the comforts of life. I've, I've done everything that I could do. I would ever want to do. My parents look after me. I mean, I was blessed. But when I found Jesus, I was so touched. I said, Lord, what about the others? Even today, I always think, what about the people? What about the people in the villages and in the towns? When you drive by, what's going to happen to them? Are they just going to go to hell? That's what, that's what spares me on. That's what drives me. You know, the Bible says, those that don't lack these things are blind. They can't see afar and they've forgotten. You've forgotten. When you see that film, The Passion, let it touch your heart and know that somebody paid a price for you and I to be saved and to have our names written in the book of life. And what about you and I? Are we not going to pay the price? Are we not going to pay for the gospel to go to every corner? To pay for your pastor to preach on television in any part of the world where he has to. And to send missionaries to preach and to teach and to heal and to start orphanages and all these things. We've forgotten. That's why we pile up millions and millions. Somebody was telling me about someone's worth. He said, this person has one point something billion in wealth. And I was asking, so when is she going to use it? No. When is she going to use it? Somebody should please answer that question. How, when, when, when will she use it? When will you use all the money? We are piling and heaping up for the last days. Woe to you as you pile up and heap for the last days. Jesus said, lay not up for yourself treasures on this earth. Lay up treasures in heaven. We are laying up everything on this earth because we are so short-sighted and blind. We cannot see afar. A day is coming and will not even be on this earth. I lift my eyes to Jesus. I've been through so many things that people have criticized me and fought against me. You know, when I saw that film yesterday, <laughs> I just looked and saw the people shout, I've seen all these people in my real life. Pontius Pilate, I have examples in my life. All of these people. I have them in my life. Pontius Pilate, soldiers, uh, crowds who hate you and oh. It's because you are not doing much for God. That's why the, the film looks abstract to you. But if you start to walk with God, you will soon see Pontius Pilate. He's there. there. There must be a Pontius Pilate in this city. There must be politicians, Haman's and Pontius Pilate and Herods. And people who fight against God and fight against his anointed. What are we doing? Where is your fruit? Where is your fruit? Where is your fruit? 
Where are the missionaries? Where are the young men? What's happened to the young men? Are they becoming preachers? Or they're all basketball players now? Where are the young men preaching for God? Where are the young men serving the Lord? Singing for Jesus? Going out as missionaries? Where are they? Where are the young men who stand up for God and are counted? Not just going around boasting about their sexual adventures. Taking drugs and all kinds of things. We are looking for young men who will stand up for God and be counted and say, I'm a man of God, I'm a child of God, I'm going to live for Jesus, I'm going to bear fruit, I'm going to go where he sent me to go. I'm going to do his will. Where is your fruit? My sister, where is your fruit? My brother, where is your fruit? One day when you die, you come out of this body and you stand before God. What is it? What, what, what you, when you stand, what we say, Lord, my account is Your account is of no use in heaven. It has no value. Your money, your, there's nothing about you. The, the best, the Bible says in Revelation 14, verse 30, it said that I heard a voice. I heard a voice from heaven crying and saying, From henceforth, blessed are the dead which die in the Lord, for they shall rest from their labors and their works. Their works do follow them. What is going to follow us? One day when your pastor goes home to be with the Lord, his works will follow him. His trips he made overseas will follow him. The little children he held in his hand will follow him. The souls he saved will follow him. His works will for his fruits. His fruits are there for us all to see. Where are your fruits? Where are your fruits? Where are your fruits on Mission Sunday? I came to tell you one more time that God is calling us. He's calling us, come back to the gospel. Take up your cross. The church is not a success seminar. How to just be successful. How to make it. How to make it on earth. How to get more things on this earth. How to be prosperous. How to be successful. There's more to Christianity than that. There's much, much more to God than that. There's much, much more to God than what can I get? What, what, are, what am I going to get? How to be successful? How to, how to give me debt free? There's more. And God is calling the young. I'm, I'm talking to the man because I'm a man. I'm talking to the young man. I'm talking to the lady. But I'm, I'm asking, where are the men? Where are we? Are we in prison or are we on the gospel field, the harvest field? Where are we? Where are they? Where are the young men who will go and die for God? Where are the young ladies? May our hearts come back to the true gospel. As we see Jesus suffering and obeying, we must go, we must witness to every nation, to everyone. We must go out there and do what he has called us to do. It's not an imagination, it's real. It's something that God has called us to do. Thank God for an opportunity, even to hear his word. And to be called. And if you can't go, you can help somebody go. I know, listen, I feel it in my heart. There are people here who can give 10 times, 100 times more than they give. They just look and say, what, what, what does the church want? What does the church want again? They called us the other day. They said, give this. They called us the other day. They said, give that. What do they want? Okay, look, find something for them. Just give them. Let me, how much? Okay, let me give you this or that. May God touch your heart. Because one day... You won't hear this voice calling out, say, listen, support and help. You won't hear somebody talking about missions. This is the time. This is your time. 
I don't know how many more years you have, but this is the time now. You see my face? One day God will remind you. You remember that young man who came to preach? God is calling you to do more, to help, to get involved, to work for Jesus. I, I, I'm so glad I, I work for the Lord. You know, I'm a, I'm, a medical, I'm a medical doctor, and I could work anywhere in the world. That's my classmate, actually my, even my roommate in the university. He works in New Jersey as a physician there. They earn thousands of dollars. I'm so glad that I'm a preacher. Oh, there's nothing I would give in there. Put down one, ten, fifty, twenty, hundred, forty billion on the left. Yea, I count all things but down for the excellency of the knowledge of Jesus Christ. For whom I have suffered the loss of all things. And do count them but down that I may gain Jesus Christ. There is no higher job. There is no higher work. There is no higher calling than this calling to go out there to do his will to obey god to serve him to bear fruits where are your fruits my brother my sister where are your fruits let's come out of barrenness we are dry and desert fields there's nothing to show for our christianity just a thousand blessings that we ask for every sunday and every weekday and there's no there's nothing there's no fruit god is saying come out now come out of hiding and do something whilst there is time. The Muslims are taking over. All you come to Ghana, Bishop. You should come to the north during the Ramadan, the one month of fasting. They build mosques, you know, and they fund it from outside the country. They build mosques. We've had church members go and say, oh, The mosque is finished, so we are going to church there. In villages, they paint them green, green and white. And they built one in villages. There's no man, there's nothing, but there's a mosque. You drive along. And the church is sitting down, having parties and fighting with each other. Whose choir is bigger? Who's, which singer is better? Uh, who plays the keyboard better? And who is this? And whose dress is nicer? And, and, the, and they are just moving out there and building mosques. <laughs> and people are going. Oh, it's the only building in the village. So we're going to the mosque. God is calling. And he wants you to obey and he wants you to come to the field to go and if you can't go he wants you to help somebody to go all of us should give we should open our hearts and empty from our heart lord i couldn't go here send somebody i want to help i want to do something so that one day when you stand before him you will not be afraid the bible says an entrance shall be ministered to you abundantly when you do these things Lift your right hand to the Lord. Father, thank you. Father, see every hand that is lifted up, Lord. Every heart that is represented, Lord. Lord, what are we doing? Lord, we see barrenness all over this place. But Lord, today we ask that you take it away from us, Lord. Save us, Lord, from our desert fields and dry lands, Lord. Where there's nothing to show for all the preaching. We've had a thousand sermons, Lord. We've had a thousand messages. And the best singers and the best preachers have come. But what is there to show, Lord, for all that you've put into us. And all the investment you've made. Have mercy on us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Help us to, to come out of our short-sightedness. Our blindness, Lord. Our forgetfulness of how we got saved. And how you saved us and brought us to your kingdom. Jesus. Thank you. 
Thank you for your mercy. I want you to stand to your feet and ask the Lord, Lord, make me fruitful. Lord, make me fruitful. Lord, I give myself to you, Lord. Lord, I give you my heart. I give you my soul. Lord, help me to be fruitful. Help me to live for you. Thank you for your blessing. Thank you, Lord. I want to be more like you. Jesus, I wanna be more like i wanna be more like jesus i wanna be a vessel you work through i wanna be more like you oh jesus i wanna be more like i wanna be more like jesus i wanna be more i wanna be more like jesus i wanna be a vessel you work through i wanna be more like you how many can sing along with me i wanna be like jesus i wanna be a vessel i wanna be more i wanna be more like jesus I wanna be more like I wanna be more like Jesus. I wanna be a vessel you work through. I wanna be. Come on, for the last time. I wanna be like Jesus. Lift your hand and sing it now. I I wanna be more like I wanna be more like Jesus. I wanna be more like I wanna be more like Jesus. I wanna be a vessel you work through. I wanna be more like you. Father, I pray for everyone here. If you are here today and you want to work for the Lord, you want to say, Lord, use me. If you can use anything use me i want you to just lift your right hand and i want to pray for you you want the lord to use you on this mission sunday you want to give your life to god and say lord i want to give myself to do something i don't know what i can do lord i don't know what i can give i want to do something for you just lift your right hand up high god bless you lift it up high because I see many missionaries here. I see many future pastors here. I see many workers here. I see many people coming out of barrenness. And I see God using you, raising you up, sending you, equipping you. You want to be used by the Lord. If you've lifted your hand. You know, I just want you to come forward if you've lifted your hand. You can just come, come to me in the front here. I want to just pray for you in front here at the altar. You want to be used by the Lord very quickly. Very quickly. Just just come all the way to the front i just feel i should pray for you right here lord use me lord if you can use anything i want to be used by you just come just come to the altar come from wherever you are lord i want you to use my money lord i want you to use my time i want you to use my resources lord if you can use anything take my life lord i want to be a missionary i want to be a worker i want to be a pastor i want to serve you lord i don't know how i don't know many bible verses lord but i want you to use me just come to the front pastor pray with me god bless you i, I 
wanna be more like Come on everybody, lift your hand and sing it. I wanna be like Jesus. I wanna be more like I wanna be more like Jesus. I wanna be more I wanna be more like Jesus. I wanna be a vessel you work through. I wanna be more. Come on, sing it again. I wanna be like Jesus. I wanna be like Jesus. I wanna be more like. I wanna be more like. I'm waiting for those coming from upstairs. a vessel you work I 